This is Space Waffles, a Star Wars podcast. Bienvenue à Space Waffles. Je m'appelle Arezu et avec moi, j'ai mon ami Chelsea. Salut! Donc aujourd'hui, on va... No, okay. Um, we're not going to do the whole episode in French. Although I feel like we could <laughs> and I feel like that would be interesting and, and horrific to our um, grad school professors. But <laughs> so as evidenced by that intro, um, we are here today to talk about the Star Wars original trilogy French dub. Mm-hmm. Like I said, we went to grad school, um, taught partially in French, um, which is where we met. And yeah, we just thought it would be fun to kind of look at the movies in French. I distinctly remember the two of us going to a book festival um, where they had a book about Dark Vader. And I <laughs> looked at Chelsea and said how stupid do they think we are and she's like no that's the dub that's what it's like so yeah I think that partially inspired this but <laughs> what else brought this little uh venture on I think part of it was just like what's a new way that we can watch Star Wars and it's like let's watch it in French <laughs> and see if they change anything lo and behold they do quite a bit actually <laughs> but I don't know I think some stuff worked quite well some yeah. stuff obviously didn't yeah. um which we're gonna we're gonna get into. So we watched the entire original trilogy in French. Um, we watched the Disney Plus dub, so whatever's available on there, mm-hmm. which I think is the original French dub. Yes, it's the original French dub, and then it has. We watched it with the French subtitles also to kind of compare. And I think the subtitles are new because the subtitles do not match the dub mm-hmm. in specific ways. Yeah, the like by and large, the subtitles stick a lot closer to the English. Yes, um, where the French kind of takes that kind of that liberty because we, you know, we are certified translators, the two of us. We Mm -hmm. understand the liberties that language takes in dubbing, in translation of literary texts. Right. Well, there's the whole difference that when you're dubbing, you often have to align mouth movements you have to pick words that match up with the way people's mouths are moving although with this uh, with star wars they have the advantage of having so many people in masks like vader and the Mm -hmm. stormtroopers and c-3po none of those have to match up mouth movements right so they have a lot more freedom with the dubbing um whereas subtitles you can translate it literally and the only restriction is that it has to like fit in a line on the screen for a certain number of seconds for the read for the audience to be able to read the line um but in general there's usually yeah more liberty with subtitling than dubbing if only our props could see us now so (laughs) (laughs) really putting that education to good use yep so okay so let's dive in so i mentioned dark vader off off the top um which I understand because the TH sound is not yeah. easy to say in French. Right. And there, there are several changes like that that I think make total sense. Um, along with Dark Vader, we have C-3PO's name changes slightly because it's kind of a mouthful to say uh, C-3PO in French. It doesn't sound right. It's just, it's not smooth. Yeah. And so they change it to... Z6PO, because C6PO is, like, much easier to just roll off the tongue. Yes. So it stays Z6PO for the whole whole three movies, Mm -hmm. whereas R2-D2 
is R2-D2 in Empire and Return of the Jedi, but he's D2-R2 in the first one. Right. So with the, the very first one, um, they took a lot of liberties in changing things. And I think probably they had a lot of fans who watched the English also and were like, why did you change stuff? And so yes. they had to change it back. So I think that's what it was with the the R2-D2 becoming D2-R2. People are like, why, why would you change that? Like, yeah. <laughs> you're just swapping it around. Whereas some stuff makes sense. Like, so um, Grand Moff Tarkin becomes Tarkan because, yeah. just because like the vowel sounds make more sense. Han Solo becomes Jan Solo. Yeah, because, because the H is not aspirated in French. It and... sound like Anne Solo. Exactly. So those yeah. kind of pronunciation things make total sense. But then you get into the totally arbitrary, let's change the Millennium Falcon to the Millennium Condor because apparently condors are cooler than falcons. I I don't know what to say to that. Um, I don't know if y'all heard it, but the cat has an opinion on yeah, that. She, she doesn't agrees. like it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I don't understand that except maybe Le Faucon Mil... They like change up the word yeah. order of it too. Sometimes it's Millennium Falcon and sometimes it's Falcon Millennium. Yeah, but either way, like if they were to say Falcon, I don't think it would sound... I don't think it... I think it's like a C-3PO thing. It just doesn't roll as easily as Condor does. Maybe. I like, don't know. That was their I read, assessment. I thought I read a thing that said like they just thought Condors were cooler than Falcons and so just took the liberty of changing it. <laughs> okay, but... <laughs> like the audacity. <laughs> but while we're on the subject of arbitrary name change i think we need to talk about our favorite name change <laughs> we have the completely arbitrary decision to change chewbacca's name right so the origin of chewbacca is a little bit disputed it's not 100 percent sure where chewbacca came from in english yep um but yeah so the the french translation for the first movie made some interpretations of their own they course corrected to just Chewbacca for five and six I think again for the same reason of like wanting to go back to yeah, what it really is same really as like R2-D2 but you found some interesting uh yeah so they kind of took the interpretation that Chewbacca is kind of a, a mash of chewing tobacco which is one interpretation in English but not the prevailing one um and so they're like okay Chewing tobacco in French is either called tabac à mâcher or tabac à chiquer. And chiquer sounds more like chew in English. So, and then we got to flip around the word order to match English. So, chic tabac. Okay. How does that sound? How can we make that sound more like a name? Okay. Chic taba. Okay. That's a name. Sure. Why Closer not? Closer to Chewbacca. Chic taba. What's a good name for chic taba? How about chico? Yeah. <laughs> So Chewie yeah. is Chico. For the whole fourth movie. <laughs> yeah. Which is just amazing. It's like one of those things where I cannot take it seriously, but then they change it for the fifth one. I'm like, wait a minute. Where'd Chico go? Because that was funny. <laughs> yeah. So we're watching the fifth one and Jan Solo is like calling him Chewie. And I'm like, sir, that is Chico. <laughs> yeah. I don't know who Chewie is, but that's Chico. Your friend's name is Chico, sir. <laughs> Just like when they revert to R2 and we're like, that's D2. I don't know yeah. who R2 is. Yeah, it's D2 R2. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Facts. 
I'm glad it's R2D2 in English or I'd have no online identity. <laughs> um, so I, I think those are the most like ridiculous names that they change. There's little things like Alderaan becoming Alderaan with like a mm -hmm. D in it, which I understand like it helps it land easier. Right. But they also change it when they go to the fifth movie. Yeah. They refer to it back as Alderaan instead of Alderaan kind of thing. And um, then they have like, they kind of change up the names of the wars a little bit. Yeah. So with that, the subtitles don't do this, but the... The subtitles don't do this, but the dub um, changes the Clone War to the Dark War. Mm -hmm. And by the same token, the Death Star is called the Dark Star, Etoile Noire, Guerre Noire, which, you know, makes the two sound like they've got something to do with each other. Right. And, you know, you could take the extremely backwards convoluted reasoning that Anakin fought in the Clone Wars and he made the Death Star. They do actually have something to do with each other. Nobody knew that in 1977. So it was just, right. I don't know. It was kind of like a, what if this sounds more spacey, like the dark war and the yeah. dark star, but. Maybe th because they thought that clone war was so random and they're like, let's make it make more sense. <laughs> yes. Which I think is one of those, those things we talk about in translation is when you take that kind of liberty with a text, mm -hmm. you are changing the meaning. Yep. And that's sort of something that translators have to have to play with, have to decide if they're okay with. Mm -hmm. Maybe your client's not okay with it, but that's like in a professional context. So this is one of those cases where, like we would definitely, if we were still in school, be writing an entire paragraph about this. But this oh, is one yeah. of those cases where they have made the meaning more muddled yeah. in changing it and in making the two things sound related when they're really not. Right. And then they change it for the fifth movie. They go back to the Death Star, Etoile de Mort. Did they say that or is it just the subtitles? Um, I feel like they were still saying Etoile Noir the whole time. Oh, were they? Maybe it's just the subtitles that... Yeah, the subtitles <laughs> caught it. The subtitles like, no, no. The Death Star. And they're still going, the Dark Star. Yeah. Oh, French. Oh, French. But yeah, that was... Um, I think that's that's it for names. Right? I think so. Do you have any other that jump out? No. Um, another like weird thing that they change a lot in in episode four, but not in the other ones, is numbers. They just arbitrarily change numbers through the whole thing. So like when they're um, on the Death Star, there's the Imperial officer calling uh, TK421 in English. They change it to TKF821. Why? I don't know. <laughs> And it's not even like he needs that much more, they, like they need to fill the time for him speaking or anything yeah. like that. Because it would be the same either way. Right. And But there's all kinds of things. Like they change the block number that Leia is in. Um, it's supposed to be AA23. They change it to AY213. And then cell block 1138, which, you know. Is an Easter egg. It's a George Lucas Easter egg. That's gone. They change it to 183. And then when they're supposed to give the specific, um, like, cell number, 2187, they go back and reuse AY213 from the block number. And they're like, why do you keep changing things? And if it sounds like we're nitpicking, we are. But... <laughs> 
this was something that we like were trained to look for. Right. And it just really jumps out when, you know, sometimes there's a reason for changing things in translation. Like Jan Solo makes perfect sense to me. Yeah. Pronunciation. It's pronunciation. But when you make a choice like this, you, you have to wonder why. Yeah. Especially when they're making it longer. It's so yeah. odd. So it doesn't, it doesn't necessarily fit with the, the conventions that we were trained to change things within. Yeah. And even like when Han is talking to Jabba about how much money he owes him, the it's supposed to be I'll give you two thousand now and fifteen thousand later, and they change it to two thousand now and twenty thousand later. He got a raise in French. It's <laughs> more <laughs> money in French, I guess. It's the conversion. <laughs> I guess so. The exchange rate went up, and I just don't understand. Like the whole time, I'm like, why do you keep changing all these numbers? And like Luke's plain number changes. It's just it's silly. So other than the the name change, there are like other sort of changes. One big thing that we noticed throughout the the movie, for those who like study romance languages, you know there's, you know, the formal you mm-hmm. and the informal you. So vu and tu in French. Other languages have them as well. So we tried across three movies to pick up a pattern for who was getting vu used towards them, like the formal you and who's getting the informal you. And we could not. We could not (laughs) discern a pattern. So we thought, you know, maybe this is most noticeable with Leia, who is, you know, status wise above Luke and Han and continues to refer to Han as vu. Well, she's higher in status according to the rebels, but he doesn't really consider himself a rebel and he's a little bit older than her. So she probably starts using Vu with him because he's older. She's a princess, though. Right. But it could be that maybe he's not using Vu with her because he's snarky. Like, he's the... You I know, get him not using it. I don't get why she is. Because I'm like, girl, you're a princess. <laughs> you don't have... You can tutua the pilot. Right. And, like, Luke doesn't use Vu with Leia, even though... Luke's rude. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's not snarky like Han, who's just, you know, being Han. And he knows that she's a princess, so he and it doesn't use Boo with her. My thinking had been, I gave them way too much credit. My thinking had been that she was going to use the formal you with Han mm-hmm. until she told him she loves him. And then switch. And that didn't happen. It didn't happen. She still used Boo when she said, I love you. This is why their marriage didn't work. Right? They never got comfortable with each other. No. <laughs> And I think up until the end that there was maybe one or two lines at the very end of episode six where she finally used two. And it's like, what took you so long? It's because she knows their kid is like days away from being conceived. So she's like, <laughs> okay, I guess now's the time. Oh, man. Yeah, it just, it didn't seem to make any sense to me. No rhyme or reason. No. I My only guess is they were like trying to fill up speaking time in terms of dub. But even then, Vu and Two no. are not... You no, know, I don't think that would make a difference. No, because it's just a letter count. It's not even a syllable count. Yeah. I don't know what it would be. But <laughs> the point is, if if you're a French student and your teacher is telling you that these things matter, clearly they don't. Right. <laughs> um, doesn't matter to the professionals, so it shouldn't matter to you. Right. I hope none of my students are listening to this. So <laughs> <laughs> there are also some um, iconic lines that sometimes get changed. Um, some are funny and some are just kind of random. Um, like 
it's always it's interesting that I have a bad feeling about this line is different in the dubbing versus the subtitles. And that's an iconic line. That's in everything. Yeah. And so, like, the subtitles, which tend to be more reflective of English, is pretty straightforward. Like, I have a bad feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas the dubbing is, like, a, a strange, strange feeling, feeling comes to me. <laughs> it's, it's very formal. Yes, yeah, very poetic. And not really what somebody would say, like, at the drop of a hat, you know? Not even, I mean, yes, that. But also, you know, not something a farm boy and a scoundrel would think to say. Yeah. If, like, Leia said it, I'd be like, yeah, okay. But, yeah. Il me vient présentement bien étrange. No, like, <laughs> Luke is not going to say that. And also, in, it is, uh, Luke keeps his name, but it's Luke. Which that I get. <laughs> it's just a pronunciation But I thing. just have a fun time saying Luke. <laughs> While we're on the subject of Luke, um, Luke has a less whiny voice than Luke does. He is, see, I don't know whose son this is, but it's not the son of Anakin Skywalker. No. Because he does not have the the signature Skywalker whine. No, he sounds very mature. Yeah, he's got like, I don't know how many of you are friends with, with Francophones who interact with Francophones. Maybe you are Francophone. There is a a shrug like a very French sort of shrug mm-hmm. that you will be exposed to if you speak to a lot of French speakers. Luke's voice is that energy. Right. It's that kind shrug of vibes. Very <laughs> shrug vibes. It's very casual, very like laissez faire, very, you know. Yeah. He just goes with the flow. Whereas, you know, like Luke wants to go to Tashi Station and is going to whine about it. Luke just kind of points out that he had to go to Tashi Station, but I guess I can do this first. Yeah. Like, <laughs> It's, I don't know. Different I, attitude. And I, I'm willing to concede that the whininess of Luke Skywalker is very much something that I think has built up over the last 45 years. Mm. I don't think it was this much of a thing in 1977, but it is funny yeah. to think that something that's that iconic about the performance is not there anymore. Right. And then when it comes to voice changes too, so for New Hope, um, the voice for Darth Vader is comical um his voice isn't very deep you kept saying it sounds like he's talking into the fan across the room (laughs) it sounded like weirdly garbled and distant and very quiet yeah it was very strange and um they ended up changing the voice actor for him uh for the fifth the episode five yeah and I don't think the actor retired. <laughs> I think they just replaced him, which, like, I'm sorry, dude, but you just weren't it. But they did a great job, I think, with the with the voice actor for episodes five and six. Yeah. He, if I didn't know better, I would say it was James Earl Jones. Oh, like, yeah. In French. It was so good. Really deep and kind of creepy. And it had a little bit of, like, the radio-ish effect from, like, speaking through a mask. Yeah. But it didn't sound, like, distant and garbled like the episode four version did. Yeah, that was a that was one of the, the changes they made between four and five. That were like, yes, good change. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I really, I really appreciated that. So I guess the um the voice actor for Darth Vader, the second one, Georges Aminel, he did such a good job. They actually brought him back to do the little bit um, at the end of three when yep. when Vader wakes up. So indeed. Yeah. And then unfortunately, I think he died not too long after that. So when there's like that 
short line in Rogue One, they had to bring on a new voice actor. Right. Um, but at least, like, Georges Alminem got that little bit of carryover to the prequels. Yeah, so they, they nice. knew a good thing when they had it. Yeah, in general, like, the the voice actors change from the original to the prequels, which makes total sense because they're a lot younger. Like, the voice for Obi-Wan changes because it's a much younger voice. So for C-3PO, he was voiced by Rojo Cahel, and he was actually able to do the voice in the original and the prequels and the Clone Wars series. And then he died not too long after that. So the sequels are voiced by somebody different. But he's probably he did the most voice acting for all of these dubbed characters. The wildest thing to me is Leia is the same actress throughout. So it's uh, Evelyn Selena. And she sounds different in each movie. I thought they were yeah. changing the actress from movie to movie. Yeah. Because she sounds, you know, a certain way in episode four. She sounds much younger in episode five. Yeah. And suddenly she sounds much older in episode six. Like she like yeah. she got much huskier in episode Maybe six. Maybe it was like the mic quality. Change. Maybe, but I feel like she was changing up her performance. Maybe. Like, she, you know, she kind of comes in the first one like, okay, I'm the princess. I'm mm-hmm. a bit sassy. And then Empire Strikes Back is like, oh, this is the love story. So it got a lot right. more like girlish. Right. And then episode six, we're like taking on that kind of gravitas. It's been a few years. It's been a few years. She's tired. So it's like she's making performance choices. Right. Around what she perceives as being like the most important part of Leia's character in the plot. At least I'd like to think that's what she was doing. Because that's yeah. certainly the impression I got. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, it's pretty much like there's a voice actor for all three of the originals and all three of the prequels and all three of the sequels kind of thing. Yeah. Although the guy that does... Um, Ian McGregor's voice in the prequels also does the little cameos in the sequels where Ray hears all the voices mm-hmm. of the past Jedi talking to her. And in episode seven, I guess. The yeah. bit with the lightsaber. Yeah. So he kind of comes back. The prequels guy comes back for that, which is nice. So speaking of um, the choices made between dubs and subs that kind of change things, um, there is that scene towards the end right before they fly out to fight the Death Star where, you know, Luke sees Biggs again and they're really excited. And then somebody's like, I don't know. This boomer comes in. (laughs) The boomer comes in. He's like, can you handle the X-Wing? And then Biggs says, you know, Luke was the best Bush pilot in the Outer Rim Territories. And he's like, okay, fine. In the subtitles, they do say something essentially to that effect, that Mm -hmm. he's the best pilot, the best Bush pilot in the, supra galaxy which is basically you know the outer galaxy outer rim Mm -hmm. cool the dub makes the choice to say something to the effect of luke is the best pilot and the most daredevil in the whole territory which you know is sort of i think less bigs leaning into their history Mm -hmm. and more bigs like foreshadowing what we're about to see yeah, like maybe. He's, he's like, oh, Luke's a daredevil pilot, which is then like they're worried the audience isn't going to buy Luke's piloting skills. Right. If we don't amp it up a bit. Yeah. Whereas the whole point of him being like, oh, he's a pretty good bush pilot is like he's a kid with a speeder shooting womp rats and he's about to blow up the Death Star. Yeah, that's true. I mean, yeah, it's an interesting creative choice to put the word daredevil in there. Yeah, I almost feel like like he's he's justifying ahead of time. 
what we're about to see. Whereas like the marvel of what we're about to see is the whole point. Yeah. That it doesn't make sense yeah. for Luke to be such a good pilot. And yet. In general, I'm not mad at the choice though. I mean, I just think it's an interesting creative choice. I don't necessarily think it's a bad choice. Yeah, it's just a, it's just a choice worth remarking on. I think. Yeah. Just that it, that it changes things, not for better or worse. The point is still made. We still get there in the end. And right. Most people I don't think are thinking about it this hard. But <laughs> <laughs> Another really similar line to that, that doesn't really change the overall meaning necessarily is the line when Leia sees Luke for the first time in his stormtrooper outfit, you know, in English, she says, um, aren't you a little short for a stormtrooper? Right. <laughs> and in French she says, Oh, so they're recruiting gnomes now. <laughs> Just like gnomes in Star Wars. <laughs> Why are you talking about gnomes? And I mean, it has the same effect. Like she's calling him short, but it's just a weird little like. <laughs> it's one of those choices you don't want to examine too closely because of what it's then implying about the story. Yeah, and I'm like worried about like sensitivity on yeah. that. Is that getting into some? murky territory it is absolutely getting into murky territory <laughs> yeah so that's kind of a, a strange choice speaking of strange choices and this is kind of a funny one i guess to end this out on mm -hmm. is when when vader and obi-wan are kind of facing off mm -hmm. and he's like obi-wan at last like we meet again blah 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 the circle is now complete mm -hmm. the french becomes la boucle boucle which it means what it is. It yeah. means the same thing in English. It, well, it literally means the loop is closed. But just the but repetition the words, of the word is very funny. The word loop, book, it sounds exactly like the word closed, boucle. So, Which is <laughs> deeply funny. It's like the circle is circled. <laughs> the loop is looped. The circle is circled. Yeah. Nobody ever said Anakin Skywalker was a poet. <laughs> it's fine it's fine <laughs> but in general like all these big changes happen in episode four and when we get to episode five i i feel like somebody from um lucasfilm. yeah somebody from lucasfilm was like i think y'all should you know maybe <laughs> line it up a bit rein it in a little bit <laughs> I feel like it was partially that and partially just the explosion in popularity. Right. And just sort of, you know, marketing and merchandise and all of this going. You sent toys to France and they're like, who's C-3PO? Who's, right. who's Chewbacca? Who's yeah. R2-D2? Like, they recognize them visually, but yeah. the names aren't the same. So things like Z-C-P-O versus C-3PO, I get needing to stay the same for pronunciation, pronunciation reasons. Yeah. But I feel like just in terms of the first these first hints at like a global market for a blockbuster they're like okay right. get it all in line kind of thing yeah you gotta stay more in line with the original oh no no more creative choices oh no <laughs> <laughs> um but uh we get some new we get some new characters i feel like in general um besides Darth Vader in episode four, they made some pretty good choices. And I actually really loved the voice for Lando. It was the exact energy Lando needed to it be. Was, it was perfect. It was like suave and flirtatious. And because I feel like a lot of times with the French actor, especially with the guy that does Luke, just kind of like 
there not necessarily putting a whole lot of passion into it yeah whereas the voice actor for lando was like really giving it his all i'm like i am i'm down with this it's good i felt the same way about the voice actor for han solo mm-hmm. i feel like when he did the first movie he just kind of had his own interpretation of who han solo was yeah and then you know episode four comes out you kind of get a sense of han solo like this rogue mm-hmm. scoundrel a little yeah. bit charming and then yeah. especially when you see that he's got like a little something with Leia, I think he kind of drew some inspiration from Harrison Ford because right. after episode four, so episode five and six, he feels so much more like Han Solo yeah. than he does in episode four. Like I told you he was annoying me in episode four. Yes. And but it got better. It got so much better by five and six. And then to the point where he felt the most like the English version. Yeah. It was by more the natural. End. He like really situated himself in the voice a bit more. Yeah. So because we're speaking about Empire, I think we have to talk about the line. Yep, the line. The one you all know. Luke. It's not Luke, I am your father. <laughs> it's, it's no, I am your father. Not that they got the memo. I'm kidding. They don't they don't change it that much, but they do put a they do change the emphasis in French, dub and sub. Right. So in the dub, they stick with literally I am your father. But with the tonality, I guess, they put the emphasis on am. So it's I am your father. Which it is in English as well. No, it's I am your father. I am your father. Just kidding. Versus I am your father. I'm not turning in my fan card. Fake fan, (laughs) fake fan. So, but in general, I feel like the dub, I mean, it was literally translated. Yeah. And so weirdly, the subtitles, which is usually much more literally translated than the dub was changes the word order and becomes it's me your father i almost wonder now hearing it out loud if that was their attempt at putting the emphasis on i yeah because they can't do it you know vocally because it's written like right it's like, me it's, your father yeah same what like as opposed to somebody else yeah right so i'm almost wondering if if the dub again is you know like the, not the dub it's almost like the dub you know, they're the ones now who've done it word for word. Mm-hmm. But still, the subtitles get it closer. Right. Because, yeah, I because can see Because they that. put the emphasis in the right area. But the dub, I think, is more famous now because I saw several articles specifically talking about it being, I am your father. Mm-hmm. And so even though they are changing, updating the subtitles to be a little bit, like, convey the meaning a little bit better... The dub is iconic. Right. And so that is sticking with people. That's true. Because I guess, you know, you're watching it in theaters, you hear the dub, the subtitles mm-hmm. are a new thing that have become this accessible. Yeah. I guess it works either way, though. Uh, yeah, I think it does. In response to what Luke is saying. It's yeah. like, Obi-Wan said, you killed my father. And he can either say, no, I am your father or no, I am. Right. Like, e- either way, he is responding to some part of Luke's comment. Right. But now that there's two versions, it's like... Well, which one are we supposed to use? <laughs> Just be told that. I guess whatever you feel like using, whichever you feel is <laughs> more accurate. I just, like, I get what they were doing, and I get that these things are done by two different teams, but I just think it's so funny that something this iconic mm-hmm. is up for interpretation. Yep. Okay, so our last movie for today, obviously, Return of the Jedi. Yep. Um, we have less to say about this one because I think by this point, you know, we've either commented on it or they've streamlined it so much right. that 
They got in the groove. Yeah, there's less noticeable differences. Mm-hmm. Um, you were saying earlier about, you know, uh, the benefit of this, of having so many characters wearing masks, is that you don't have to worry about the dub and, like, how their lips are moving. Yeah. And then this one presents a completely different sort of alternative to that. Right. So, I mean, in general, through all the movies, anytime there's an alien language, they don't have to dub it, which is really nice. So it's like less of a budget (laughs) to spend on these voice actors. Um, But then it's funny when you have uh, Jabba talking, you know, most of it is in Hatties. And so you don't have to change that. Awesome. But then he has a few select words in English mixed in with the Hatties and they choose not to try to dub that. (laughs) English and Hatties are one and the same. Yeah, which it makes sense because it would be like a completely different voice randomly saying a, like two or three words <laughs> and it would sound really odd. But then you just have this random English and if you don't have the subtitles on, you just have to hope your audience either doesn't need to know those English words or can recognize them. Yeah. So it's kind of an interesting problem that I wonder if they were like <laughs> trying to figure out how to deal with it. Well, I know our... Um... You know, if you put subtitles on Disney Plus, if there's built-in subtitles, it'll override them. Mm-hmm. And you will only see, you know, the, the closed captioning that you pick. So I almost wonder if, you know, they just closed captioned it as normal. Because I feel like there was closed captioning for what Java was saying. Yeah, but I'm thinking about, like, if you're in the movie theater. No, I know. But I mean, in the movie theater, was there not dubbing for, for that kind of stuff? Because I feel like there was. Oh, maybe. Like, the, the kind of built-in. That's true. Because, like, I didn't see this one in theaters, obviously. But I'm thinking back to, like... The Phantom Menace mm-hmm. when they all speak Hatties, and th- they had subtitles because I knew yeah. when, by the time I got had it at home, I knew exactly what they were saying. That's true. I didn't think about it that way, but I'm not sure because we watched the whole thing with subtitles. So right, I don't know. I feel like there was occasionally a few times in the original trilogy when there were no subtitles, even like in English, um, like for the long conversations there yeah. were, but if it was just like a throwaway line, there weren't always. Yeah. Like Ichuta is not. Right. Yeah. But then that's never translated because it's funnier if you don't know what they're saying. Yeah. Um, but yeah. And then kind of lastly with this movie, we were really curious to see and like on the edge of our seats <laughs> to see if a Vader's voice would change when his helmet comes off. Since it's such a dramatic change in English, because it's a different actor yeah. voicing it. And we're like, okay, are they going to change actors, or are they just going to change the effects? And we, it sounds like it's the same actor. Yeah, I think we kind of agreed on that. But he is kind of speaking more in a whisper, and trying to slightly raise the tone of his voice to kind of match what they did in English. So there is a slight change, but definitely not as dramatic as it is in English. Yeah, I think they just, you know, they have the benefit of they were using James Earl Jones's voice, but obviously it wasn't James Earl Jones in the costumes. They have to kind of just roll with Sebastian Shaw's voice. But in French, it's all dubbed anyway. Yeah. But since we're speaking about Anakin Skywalker and his voice, this just occurred to me. When we eventually get to the prequels... Mm -hmm. What I'm interested to hear is because Anakin does speak Hatties in Phantom Menace and in right. Attack of the Clones. And both times, like Jake Lloyd and Hayden Christensen have fairly distinctive vocal performances. Right. 
So I'm interested to see if they're going to get the voice actor to dub the Hatties so it sounds consistent. I would think so. That's what I would think too, but I'm almost wondering if like they're not going to do that or if they'll just opt to have them speak in oh, French. We're only French. Yeah, like that's, you know, we're not there yet and we haven't seen it yet. Okay. This is something I'm Some, now curious yeah. to see. We're looking forward to that. Yeah. We will do that next. <laughs> <laughs> so what were your overall thoughts watching this in French? I thought that A New Hope was a roller coaster. <laughs> Absolutely wild ride. Definitely. And even while we were watching five and six, I kept calling Chewy Chico. Yeah. <laughs> you were really upset that it wasn't Chico anymore. <laughs> Just because it's like, it's stay consistent. If you're going to make yeah. it goofy, keep it goofy. Oh my God. What if they change? Are they going to change Jar Jar's name? I probably, <gasps> probably not at that point because they're like keeping more consistent. Yeah. It's the but 90s now. What is Jar Jar going to sound like in French? <laughs> oh my God. So much potential. I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> I wonder if he's going to sound as annoying or not. I don't know. It sounds totally straightforward. Right. Because I feel like in this one, the voice for C-3PO was a little bit annoying, like appropriately for well, C-3PO. C-3PO is also annoying. Exactly. So they kept that. So I'm hoping they like keep the right tone for Jar Jar too. I hope so. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, in general, I really enjoyed watching this in French. Um, it was a really interesting experience. And um, if one day I get my Spanish up to the point where I could actually understand it, then we could watch them all in Spanish. We could. <laughs> and that might be interesting, too, to see um, if they have similar kind of changes as the French does or not. Yeah. My thoughts were it was a lot of fun watching it in French. Um I miss French. I miss being able to use yeah. it. Um, having this conversation now, I, I can't help but imagine like what our profs would be saying if they could hear what we were doing with the stuff they taught us. <laughs> like, this is how you decided to use metatextual and microtextual to talk about <laughs> Star Wars. Like, you know exactly what I'm thinking of, too. Just being so well, disappointed in the I, usage. I think, I think some of our teachers would be totally fine with us using it for Star Wars. Maybe they just said, like, you should have been more academic about it, you know? Well, it's not even the academic. <laughs> it's like, we trained you for two years, and here you are doing a podcast Well, about what we taught you. I don't know. I think I think it's funny, honestly. I but... don't think the content they would have a problem with necessarily, because I did a project on the translation of Harry Potter. That's true. And Lance I did Charlie was the Chocolate totally Factory. okay with that. True. I'm tempted to email this to Lance. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to our podcast. Here's <laughs> what we're doing now. Anyway, y'all should know Lance would be looking at us very disapprovingly. I don't know. He might be proud that we're still using what we learned. You can't see the bemused expression on his face? I can. He'd be like, um, <laughs> okay. Simultaneously horrified and amused. Yes, that is exactly the vibe. <laughs> We love you, Lance. We really do. We miss you. Um, <laughs> all right. On that note, um, if you would like to find Chelsea online, you can find her writing for The Waffle or on Twitter at Chelsea Fearless. If you want to find me and get all your Space Waffles updates, as well as general nonsense, you can find me on Twitter at Arzu Amin. Um, 
the geeky waffle is on twitter at geeky underscore waffle we are on facebook instagram tiktok and youtube at the geeky waffle and we're at thegeekywaffle.com, and that's where you can find all of our reviews recaps our ever-growing podcast network worth of shows um and we are also on patreon patreon.com slash the geeky waffle so merci d'avoir écouté et que les gaufres soient avec vous